0: <laughs> Some night nice. on this very night 10 years ago along the same stretch of road in a dense fog just like this I saw the worst accident I ever seen There was this sound like a garbage truck dropped off the Empire State Building Finally, pulled the driver's
1: body from the twisted, burning brick.
0: It looked like this. <laughs> yes, sir. That was the worst accident I ever seen.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to For Beyond the Crypt. I am Kyle.
0: And I am Ted Vall the Jailer.
1: Yes, you are. Ted Vall the
0: Jailer. That's right. I'm gonna send you to the mall. Uh oh. And Teddy, uh
1: we're uh we're recording early in the morning. It's not our, our usual late at night recording.
0: So No, it is not because uh It should be fun. Your boy, your boy had a migraine last night when we were supposed to actually record. So, uh, Mister Prescott is is taking time out of his like <coughs> normal sleeping <laughs> to wake up early so we could record this before he goes to work.
1: Yeah, it, 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 so you know, anyone listening to this episode seems a little office because we're all in our different recording uh time than, when, than we're used to.
0: Yeah, we're not like high or tired. <laughs> we are we are high and awake.
1: <laughs> yep, so
0: well, I mean I'm higher I, I'm high and awake. Yeah. yeah
1: I'm <laughs> you're awake, just awake. <laughs> question mark. I, I did try and uh, when I was plugging up my phone, I did accidentally try and plug up my fire remote to my Phone charger by accident when I first woke up. Oh my I was, gosh, I was so out of it. I was like, Oh, wait, that's on my phone.
0: That's okay. <laughs> I went to pick up my uh glasses and I, I tried to put my the remote on my eyes to see. So I oh, did that this morning.
1: Oh, wow. Uh, but yeah, uh, so uh, we are continuing, uh, like we said last week, uh, that this month long, we're doing nothing but. Creepy pastas all month long uh based or themed around the holidays and we're continuing that with this episode we're on our second week of holiday creepypastas and uh i think we have two lined up that, that should be a fun reading let's we'll say yes you, sir
0: uh i mean i i like them uh based off of like just
1: skimming through
0: yeah or, or just even reading the tags like those those pique my interest yeah um because, I, I, like we've said before many times on this, we prefer to come into this blind, not knowing the story. So, like, our reactions, our thoughts on it are 100% genuine. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't gain any kind of glimpse from the tags in which they used to find... Um, so it's it's always interesting to see like the tags and see what's in them and then go from there if that piques your interest or not.
1: Exactly, exactly. Well, uh, anything new from you th- here recently?
0: Uh, I'm back to work. No. Oh. <laughs> Outside of that, uh, not much.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I want also... to
0: see Spider-Man tonight at some point.
1: Uh, good. See, I can't see that until next Wednesday. So, I, I mean, I know you, y- y'all won't post spoilers, but I have heard horror stories here li- recently where people have went on YouTube and yes, the, jackasses the... are posting sp- like spoilers, spoilers, in spoilers in the video
0: names. Yeah, in the video
1: name and stuff, and like I muted all keywords with Spider Man on Twitter, so like, uh, so I don't accidentally get spoiled. So I'm, I'm, I'm. Hopefully, I'm gonna avoid spoilers i won't be i mean i I might be a little mad but i don't think i'll it'll it it won't steer me from not seeing the movie
0: yeah i i'm i'm a firm believer in not letting spoilers rob your like enjoyment of it because yes you may know the end result and this is my thing about wrestling too and my rebuttal against anybody who says that, oh, wrestling sucks, it's stupid because it's it's fake, it's scripted. Like, they already know who wins. Okay, but you can still tell a story from point A to point B. Exactly. You know how many movies start at the end of the fucking movie? Like, stories also start at the end of the story and then tell you how they got there. Video games do the same thing. Metroid, for example. Uh, the tutorial, Samus will be all jacked up and powered up and have all of her like equipment and stuff like that and then she loses it and then you play the rest of the game getting back to that point so that's like my kind of view on like spoilers like it it, it doesn't steal the ma- I can understand how some other people can like be bothered by that but like for me personally, I very rarely care about spoilers unless it's like something i 100 percent want to go into blind yeah but like you know like scream like i i don't want to know who the killer is so exactly. like that would be very spoiled for me That's but
1: while we're seeing it on
0: everybody knows that this movie sets up into the multiverse of madness yeah so i'm expecting at the end of the movie it to be referencing in some way shape or form how that leads from point a to point b and if i saw that on the internet like as a like a, po- a spoil of a post credit i wouldn't care about that yeah but i i feel bad for people who do though because like you have to inv- you have to avoid like so many different places to not get spoiled like people killed snape uh, or people spoiled uh, snape killing dumbledore like well, on the internet in the internet's infancy wow so like you know like it's just it's just wild that like with so many spoiler people out there or people that just want to be fucking assholes um because that's the cool thing to do on the internet right but like it's crazy that like you have to like shut off so much from your life you know because like especially like facebook or or twitter A lot of people keep in contact with friends and family through that. You know, they don't want to have to run into a spoiler from there. But now they can't catch up on their friends and family and uh, stuff that they may be doing outside of, like, actually fucking texting them. Uh, But nobody does that either. Um, But, like, they they avoid, like, whole-ass, like, platforms. And, like, I don't know. I keep up with my day through them, like the news articles and stuff like that. So I could never avoid spoilers in that sense.
1: Yeah. That's why I'm glad you can mute words on Twitter. But on you, if you like outside of Twitter, you kind of can't avoid
0: spoilers everywhere else. I mean, there's like, but even with Tumblr, Tumblr had that issue too. Tumblr, you could tag things and people could mute those tags, but that didn't stop it from spoiling because there'd be times where, tumblr didn't detect the tag or it wasn't 100 spelled correctly like let's say they replaced an i in spider-man with a one well guess what now you circumvented everybody who spelled it the proper way and still have a risk of seeing it so like it's just like Unless you're going to spend time of, like, thinking and banning every possible iteration of Spider-Man, as an example, like, that's just rough. Like, I can't imagine investing that much fucking time. I'd just rather see the spoiler and go see the movie anyways.
1: Yeah. I've been uh, currently...
0: Now, I will, I will forewarn uh, a preface. If anybody spoils the new Into the or Across the Spider-Verse movie, I will fucking murder you on behalf <laughs> of my wife. I won't even make it look like an accident. I'll go to jail because my... Cece would be so fucking upset if somebody spoiled that movie for her. And I would just, you know, just have to handle business for her. Yeah. Uh, she you're... gets very upset about spoilers.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, here recently I, I started re watching, doing my Spider Man rewatch. So, you know, I started off with, with a one, I watched two last night, plan on watching three, then one, and then God. two. You can and just then skip one, three, and just then, skip three, and then one, and then two before I go see threes on Wednesday. I love, listen, I love that listen meme. listen does, does, does anyone can the can it i love that meme where it's like can someone tell me if i need to rewatch spider-man one two uh three one two one two before i go
0: see three technically <laughs> if they're all in there then i would assume yes but i would just say no for the premise of entirely you can skip sam raimi's third movie
1: yeah that's true but but we also watch it for the for 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 for, for the memes
0: <laughs> i only watch it for one thing and one thing only and they did that in into the spider-verse so therefore i no longer need to watch the third movie and that's <laughs> when spider-man is all decked out in the black and he's like walking down the street and pointing at people yeah yeah they did that in into the spider-verse so oh, i don't have to great. see that movie anymore
1: I mean, I figure we... Uh, I always watch it for the... You'll get your rent when you fix this damn door.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, he spent all that... All the entire movie fucking being fucking like... like oh, I'm gonna show up. I'm gonna show up fucking Kirsten Dunst with Jessica fucking Chastain or was it Bryce Dallas Howard? One of those two. They they look the same to me. Yeah. Uh Who the fuck was Gwen Stacy? But it
1: was also like... uh
0: but, like, the girl, the like girl, him. the girl, like, who was, like, in, like, his apartment complex. Now, she was a baddie.
1: Yeah. She. I always felt she was. It was a Bryce fit.
0: Dallas Howard. Okay. Yeah. I was right. <laughs> I
1: always felt she was a better fit for uh, Toby. Or for real. Spider-Man, yeah. But, uh, yeah.
0: Like, uh, make, her, make her, like, be the thing and make it, like, mean something. And I feel like it would be way more more well received than just rehashing fucking Kirsten Dunst again or Mary Jane in general because yeah I just okay, I'm I, over Mary Jane I'm
1: over I'm over Mary Mary Jane too which is probably why I'm, the Amazing Spider-Man's my favorite Spider-Man film because I think Gwen
0: Stacy's way better than Mary Jane anyway so I like Gwen Stacy but I like Gwen Stacy not involved whatsoever with Peter Parker Uh, because there's the, the people that have the, the Gwen Stacy that, you know, gets murked. And then there's spider Gwen. Yeah. I vastly prefer spider Gwen and I vastly prefer her shipping with miles Morales over her with Peter Parker as like the non spider Gwen. She just feels like better written. She's not one dimensional. Gwen Stacy was there to die, in my opinion. But yeah, we are not here to talk about Spider-Man. No, we're not. <laughs> Mr. Prescott's on a time limit, so let's start <laughs> getting I into our story. Right. My ranting aside, and I'm like, alright, can we like uh, move forward? <laughs> my bad, y'all.
1: <laughs> it's okay. Well, we're all excited about seeing Spider-Man soon.
0: So. But, uh, this yeah. is going to be a turn into a Spider-Man stream. Or the Spider-Man podcast.
1: But yeah, we're, uh, you know, y'all are here to hear creepy holiday-themed stories, and that's what we have for you. So I guess I'll start with mine. Uh, So, uh, like I'm learning from last week, I accidentally told y'all to sit by the campfire, and it would have been super cold outside. So uh, I apologize for anyone I I got to... uh, I froze to death. Uh, come join me and Teddy by the fireplace inside yes. a warm home.
0: With your uh, your uh, THC-infused hot cocoa. Yes. Hot, hot because cocoa. why smoke in the wintertime when you could just drink it and be <laughs> warm? We're
1: going to have hot cocoa, and we can't really do roasted marshmallows. I mean, so... I guess just bring your snack of choice. Uh, I, I, I uh, Probably s'mores. S'mores sounds pretty good. Uh, and join us as, we're, as we tell you the tale of Nick Me Top. And it is written by... Well, we don't have the Arthur's name.
0: Stephen Allen? Stephen
1: Allen. Stephen Allen. There you go. It was in the tag.
0: Yeah, credit yeah. in the tag at the very bottom. Stephen Allen.
1: Hey. Yeah, I hate when they do that. I wish they would actually just put By Stephen Allen under the title. Well,
0: sometimes they will on the Creepypasta website. I will say this, Creepypasta, if you could, guys could take one critique, please, in every story, put like the Creepypasta logo with the, the name of it, and then underneath it, the author, please.
1: Yeah, exactly. So yeah, this is Nick Me Top by Stephen Allen. Here we go. We'd been driving all day and night to get to my wife's parents' place in Oregon, and I could tell that we were both reaching a point of exhaustion. We were on day two of driving, and were well over a thousand miles into our trek out west to see them for the holidays. Although the drive was usually pretty grueling, I enjoyed making it every year. It was nice to see my my in-laws. We got along famously, and it was just about the only time we got to see them. Each year, save for their once-in-a-blue-moon trip to Georgia or Florida for vacation... Boo!
0: Don't come to Florida! Hey, no, you shut up. You come (laughs) to Florida! You, sir, come to Florida! Whoever this is, the narrator, stay out of Florida. You're from Alabama, we don't want your kind here.
1: (laughs) Once-in-a-blue-moon trip to Georgia or Florida for vacation, in which they would usually drop by and visit us in our tiny Alabama town. Huh. Well, uh... There's a paranoia tag in this story, and uh, my paranoia tag is already going off because I'm from a tiny Alabama town, <laughs> and I did not pick this just for that case. I didn't even know this.
0: <laughs> well, he gets annoyed, and he's like, "What do you mean this is from my my block? Wait a minute, what do you mean that's my address?" <laughs> It just it's like the end of the story is like the, the issue just cutting off mid statement. <laughs> because it actually happened to you, and this is how we find out about it.
1: Oh God, uh, let's just stop somewhere and get a room for the night. My wife suggested. Capital idea. I thought it was approaching one a.m. and I was definitely feeling the effects of a long day worth of driving. All right, we'll put off at the next exit that was uh, that was that has lodging. I, replied, I thought you said uh, that has logic for a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said lodging. <laughs> I replied, "It was not more than four miles when we came upon a sign advertising food and lodging at the next exit, exit nine hundred six. The exit soon came up on our right. I put on my blinker to, as if there was anybody on the road this late at night to see it, and took the exit. You know, hey, you know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe they can.
0: can to- maybe they can come to Florida." Because yeah. maybe we need more people to do that in the middle of the night. Instead, we get people making left-hand U turns on a red arrow because they're used to it from the UK. Oh my god, it's funny to watch. <laughs>
1: um, I mean, I mean, problems with this guy for for one for not even just using his blinker at night when there's no one around for using his blinker in general cuz yeah. they're that's, be... that's what I mean that's yeah. what
0: I mean in florida in florida nobody uses their fucking blinkers it, it it's something be... i even get i get I get on the cc about too because cc uses her blinker but she does it as she's trying to get over yeah the blinker is supposed to be used in advance to let people know you need to get over so they can adequately give you space she's like nope I'm merging now <laughs> blinker on i'm like blinker on wait a minute look Okay, I can get over. Let's get over. That's the (laughs) way I do it. But shout out to them for using their blinkers. You are right.
1: Exactly, because people have forgotten how to use that thing. In Florida, it's the worst. But anyway, uh, my wife then texted her parents, letting them know we wouldn't be making it that night and that we would be taking a room in Idaho. And that we would see them the next day. It was about five miles from the exit that we came across our first signs of civilization. We came across a sign that said, Welcome to Nick Me Top. Strange. In all my years of coming out this way, I had never heard of Nick Me Top. I had my wife pull out the map to look for it. She did just that, but was unable to locate it. We are in southeast Idaho, correct? She asked. I believe so. I responded. I'll Google it real quick. She said, and then pulled out her phone and typed it into Google. Wait a minute. Wait. Wait. A minute. Wait, wait. Wait. Wait a minute. So Why the? F- me, they're using maps, but they also, but this is in modern times, so they have Google.
0: I'm. 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 Well, I'm also confused. Like, how the fuck did they end up in Idaho? Oh, oh it, it they're going clear. to Oregon. They're yeah, okay. Well, I was yeah, confused. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm done in
1: Oregon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the narrator said that the, the in-laws vacation in, in Georgia or Florida.
0: Oh, okay. gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I was like, what the fuck up? Wait. Yeah. Uh, also to answer your question, uh, fi or cell service is not yeah, everywhere? So some places, if you don't have an offline map downloaded, you're going to need to have a physical map. That's true. Uh,
1: any luck I asked? No, I can only seem to find the results for Nike top, although, to be fair, some of these do look pretty nice, and I could use some new athletic wear, she replied. (laughs) Whatever I thought. Uh, It was probably just some small podunk town that was so far off the beaten path that it just didn't warrant much uh, mention. As we pulled into town, we noticed that it really did look like what one would primarily think of when they thought of small-town America. Main Street had several nice restaurants. There was a barbershop, a cute little two-theater movie house, and most importantly, a hotel. Wow, this one's exactly like towns I've lived in. <laughs> a- a two, they are, Kyle. A two-theater movie house? Yeah, I remember that. You're like, man, what do I want to see today at the movies, this movie or this movie. Not much choice. Yeah. <laughs> We parked or our like a
0: million and one like dollar theaters that show like old movies that haven't been relevant for the last past 10 years. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we parked our car at the hotel, gathered up our belongings and headed inside. I was expecting the inside to be uh, dingy and unimpressive, but actually it was quite the opposite. It was well lit, lavish and actually rather inviting. There was a beautiful chandelier hung above the front doorway at the carpet, and the carpet was a vibrant shade of red, and on top of that, it was spotless, just absolutely immaculate. It when I, I went up to the front desk and rang the bell. About two seconds later, an older man, I'd guessed to be in his late 40s or early 50s, with short blonde hair and a mustache, came strolling around the corner to...
0: Grab oh, you the- already know you can't fucking trust this guy. All he has is a mustache. <laughs> Oof, He's what? either a police or a fucking vaudevillain. Oh my god. Welcome. Expecting him to come out and be like fucking twirling his mustache, you look like he's about to tie somebody to some railroad tracks.
1: <laughs> Welcome," he exclaimed with a wide grin. "Checking in, are we? Um, yeah, just the two of us," I said. "We'll just be de- needing a room for the night, one bed if you can. That shouldn't be a problem. We're at this way, he said, and he then led us down a short hallway and then led to the elevator. He pressed the up arrow, and after a short while, it arrived. We boarded the elevator and up to the third floor we went. Where y'all coming from, he abruptly asked. Weaver, Alabama, my wife replied. Lovely, he said. Never heard of it. Don't think we've had anyone in from there before. That really wasn't overly surprising. Weaver was a small town that I'm pretty sure wasn't even well-known in Alabama, so I would have been rather impressed if this guy had heard of it. The elevator doors opened and we all got Kyle,
0: have you ever heard of it?
1: I have never heard of it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> we followed him as he turned down a long hallway near the end of the hallway he stopped turned to face us and pointed to his left here you are room 329 on on that he pulled a key out of his pocket unlocked the door handed us the key and bid us a good evening and if you folks need anything my name is robert and i'll be at the front desk with that he left i'd got my wallet out and i was going to tip him but he left before i could wriggle a bill free or two to give him to, to give to him. Strange guy, I said to my wife. She sat Bolt bolt uh, up right on bed with a pensive look on her face. Uh, Is something troubling, you asked? Why did he have the key for our exact room in his pocket at the ready? It was a fair question, I suppose. Maybe they're all booked up and all he had left was that one key I suggested?
0: I mean, that, like, is what
1: I would think. She gave me a look that was a mixture
0: of uneasy. Or it could have been a room he had just got done cleaning and yeah. like had the had the like room key immediately on him. Yeah. I'm sure it's neither of those things and something more dastardly and she has every right to be upset about it. Yeah. But like that's at least where my brain would go. My, I don't my... think it's that weird. <laughs>
1: You really think they have that many people coming here? We've barely seen anybody since we pulled off the highway. Another fair question and a very good point. I don't know, babe, but it's late. They're probably all asleep. But hey, we're on vacation and I'm not going to worry too much about it, I replied. Besides, we'll be out of here by tomorrow after, afternoon anyway.
0: We're on vacation. I'm not going to get worried if, or I'm not going to get upset if we're possibly going to get murdered at Disney. <laughs> She looked
1: up at me with her beautiful brown eyes not saying a word but seeming to expect my response. Now I'm gonna head down the street to the bar to the one to the one to tie on one for the night. you're welcome to come with me if you'd like. She declined claiming that she was too tired so off I went by myself, grabbed the key off the dresser, locked the door on my way out, headed down the hallway, and took the elevator down to the first floor. I exited the elevator and headed towards the front entrance, giving Robert a small nod, which he reciprocated with a perfunctory wave and a grin that was still just a bit too cheery. I left the hotel and headed up the street to the only bar in town. I went inside to see the place was empty. No matter, I thought it was close to closing time after all, I sat myself at the bar while it's raining men by the weather girls played overhead. Not exactly my first choice for atmosphere music for a bar, but whatever. Not long after, hey, 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 hey.
0: <laughs> maybe you walked into a gay bar, bitch. Yeah, I mean, maybe.
1: Um, not, not long after the bartender, a younger guy, came up and introduced himself. Hi, I'm Dave. What'll be tonight, sir? He asked in a warm, inviting manner. I'll have a martini, I answered. Classy guys, see? He responded. Not really, I laughed. Gin, a vermouth, and an olive for the classy fella. Coming right up. Bro,
0: you bougie if you drink a martini. <laughs> Sorry. Like, the only way you could not make a bougie or a martini and it not be bougie is if your name is fucking Benjamin Franklin Pierce and you were in the middle of the fucking Korean War? Outside of that, no. You bougie for drinking <laughs> in a martini.
1: Uh, Not long after the declaration. Not long after that declaration, he finished mixing my drink and slid it down the bar to me, with with it stopping perfectly in front of me. That was impressive, I thought. I took the first sip of my drink and was actually quite good. One of the better martinis I had ever had. I was impressed. So what's this town's story, I asked. Dave stopped cleaning the glass he was holding and shot me a serious look before quickly reverting back to his normal, relaxed demeanor. That was odd. Well, it's a nice place, he started. It started as a mining town in the late 1830s, and that spirit has never left us.
0: Oh no, it's a
1: spirit. Uh. We're hardworking people, and I promise you we're the realest people you'll meet around here. I don't doubt that, I replied, even though I'd yet to meet anyone from town aside from him and Robert. How long have you lived here, I inquired. All my life, he said, with a smile. Nice place to grow up? The best. So what brings you to our sleepy little town? Well, we're just passing through. We're on our way to my in-law's place in Bend, Oregon. We'll be leaving sometime tomorrow, I said. He gave me an uneasy look before speaking again. Well, enjoy your time here. We don't get many visitors. Oh, and also, your drink is on the house, he said before turning to leave. Wait, really? I asked. He turned around this time with an exuberant yet empty look on his face. Of course, we have no use for money here, he said with a wink, and on that, he went to the back and didn't see, and I didn't see him again. Sweet, I thought, in an awfully kind gesture at that. But what did he mean by they had no use for money? They're dead. Bum, bum, <laughs> bum, 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 bum. I returned to the hotel, went up to my room, snuck in as quietly as humanly possible as not to disturb my wife, and crawled into bed next to her. Being unable to sleep, I kept thinking about the conversation I had had with Dave, the bartender. I figured I would watch some TV, something that usually helped me get to sleep. When I found it hard to achieve... I retrieved the remote from the drawer of the nightstand and pressed the power button, but nothing happened. I tried a few more times, but to no avail. Figures, I thought I gave up and just laid down. It, it took a while, but I eventually was able to get to sleep that night. Woke well, up the next morning around 8 a.m. My wife was still asleep and figuring that we didn't have to leave just yet. I got up and concluded that I would check out the town a little more. First, I would go to that barber shop. I figured I might as well go in and get a shave and look nice for my in-laws, since over the course of the last so many days I had gotten a bit scruffy. I got dressed and headed out. I crossed the empty street to get to the barber shop. Opened the front door and went inside. A bell chimed, alerting the barber to my presence, but nobody came to greet me. In fact, there was nobody there at all. I get that it was early on a Saturday morning, but surely somebody would be meaning the shop, would be manning the shop, figure, figuring it wasn't worth worrying about. I sat down, picked up a car magazine, and began to read, figuring someone would attend to me soon. After five minutes of reading about old cars and still having yet to be attended to, I put the magazine down. Hello? I called out and hoped someone would hear me, but I got no response. I called out again, again receiving no reply. I guess not every business in this town is run as well as the bar is. I chuckled to myself. So I got up from my chair and began to look around. When I approached one of the barber chairs, I put my hand on the back of it and attempted to spin it, but it wouldn't budge. I assumed it had nothing... It it needed a lot of oil or something. When I looked over at the barber's instruments that were sat at the table near the chair, I noticed something peculiar. Peculiar. Uh, The scissors were not that of which a barber would use, but rather they were safety scissors like the ones used for kids' crafts. What barber would use those on one of their clients? I went over to one of the sinks and turned on the faucet, but no water came out. Was this place even operational? It was then that I took notice of something I couldn't believe I'd overlooked. I walked back over to the chair I'd been sitting in and picked up the magazine I'd been reading. It was dated March 17th, 1973. 1973. They hadn't gotten new reading material in over 40 years. What was this place? Because although the sign in the front window said open and the pole out front was spinning, this was no place of business. I left feeling confused and went across the street to the bar to see Dave. I figured he might know what was going on. opened the door and went inside calling out for Dave as soon as I entered. I again received no reply. This was just getting stranger and stranger by the minute. I went to sit in one of the chairs that surrounded a square table in the bar, but as soon as I sat down, the chair legs gave way and I went tumbling to the ground. It was made of cardboard. After a long, (laughs) expletive-filled rant to no one in particular, I looked up to see Dave stood behind the bar with his back to me. Dave! I cried out before going over to him. Dave, something is seriously wrong with the barber shop. My cries, however, were met with silence. Dave! I said while placing my hand on his shoulder only to feel that he was strikingly cold to the touch. Dave, what's going on here? I then turned him in an effort to make him face me only to see that it was a mannequin. A plastic mannequin that just looked vaguely like Dave. Oh no, I stuttered and left in a hurry. On my way back to the hotel, I passed a small movie theater and noticed that the ticket taker, who inhabited the box office out front, was also a mannequin. I didn't know what was going on here, but I was getting out of here as soon as possible. When I got back to the hotel, I walked through the lobby and up the front desk where Robert was stationed reading a book. Robert, something really strange is going on around here, I shouted. Robert looked up from his book, seemingly unbothered by my hysteric nature. The barbershop? I don't I don't think it's real, and some of the people who work in town are mannequins. I continued, reason, uh, reasonably certain that there was this, this was the craziest thing I had ever seen. At that Robert closed the book he was reading and stood up in a huff, turning his back to me and just flat out ignoring me. Didn't you hear what I said? People are becoming mannequins and the business are oh never mind then if you're just gonna ignore me. At that I swarmed off over to the elevator and up to my room. All the while smooth all the while smooth jazz accompanied me all the way up to the third floor. Not normally a style of music that I took uh, umbrage with, but it just felt so off at this juncture. When I got off at the elevator, I just about sprinted in my room and locked the door and went inside. My wife was awake and sat at the end of the bed, painting her toenails. Babe, get your stuff. We're getting out of here now, I implored. Why? What's going on? She responded, clearly noting... My frenzied demeanor and sense of urgency. It's hard to explain, but something is majorly off with this place. How so, she asked. I then went through my morning's events, which she met with a raised eyebrow and a degree of concern on her face. How strong was that drink you had at the bar last night, she joked. Justine, I'm serious. Okay, on our way out of of town, you can show me the fake movie theater and mannequin people, she said with a smirk. I suppose this place isn't real then, either, she said in a half-hearted, joking manner that gave me an idea. I bet it isn't, I said confidently, and on that I headed out the door, which I seen following. I went to the room across the hall and faced the door. What are you doing, she asked, in a whispered tone. Watch this, I said, and I prepared myself to strike the door. Don't, you'll disturb the other people. What other people, I retorted as I kicked the door in. I almost wish I hadn't, as I nearly fell into an abyss. There was nothing behind the door, no semblance of a room at all, just pops and support beams that held up the roof. You see? What the... I bet there isn't anything behind any of these doors, I interrupted loudly, and went on a spree of kicking in doors, only to find nothing lying on the, ins- uh, on the other side of any of them. I looked over at Justine, who was now in a state of stunned disbelief. She then spoke up, coming to a sudden and jarring realization. That's why I only had one key in its pocket. There's only one room. Get the rest of your stuff. We're getting out of here now, I declared. In the greatest haste I'd ever seen her in, Justine collected all of her things, and under two minutes, we were bolting towards the elevators. When we made it to the lobby, we went to go check out, only to see that Robert was still there, this time facing the lobby with his head downcast. Justine and I went up to him to pay so we could leave. As we approached him in his ever-unmoving state, it became clear that he, too, had become a mannequin. This caused her to recoil in fear. You see what I mean? I said to her. She just nodded her head with an uneasy, bordering on-terrified look on her face. I figured, screw it, and we left without paying after all, like Dave said the previous night. They had no use for money here, and I was just starting to see why. With that, we headed swiftly to the parking lot, loaded our luggage into the trunk, and got ready to leave. I started up the car and sped out of the parking lot, not looking back, and with no plans on ever returning. I am so glad to be out of there, Justine said. Me too, dear, me too. No more than a minute later, though, the car started to lose power, and we ended up having to pull over to the side of the road with the check engine light on. I got out of the car to see what was going on what more could go wrong. I thought, Justine, then got out of the car and joined me. I popped the hood and was absolutely floored by what I saw. Where my engine should have been, there was a cardboard... A fast mill of a car engine in its place. It wasn't hot to the touch. It was there was no oil coursing through it. There was nothing functional about it. What the hell? How? It was. This then. I looked over at my wife, who was stood frozen in place. She then looked over at me with an intent look in her eyes before laying something on me that I was not ready for. This place we're in is called Nick Me Top, right? That's right. I said. I just realized what it spells backwards. sudden wave of dread washed over me and at the same time I became keenly aware of something rather distressing. My arm had begun to feel kind of funny. I reached down and rolled up my sleeve to see that my arm had begun to to turn
0: plastic. Ooh, he's turning into a doll. So I kind of did a little bit of reading ahead. Mm -hmm. So when I got to this part, I actually looked up what the fuck the name was backwards and what it meant and i found a link to wikipedia in which it talks about a potemkin village Uh and basically a potemkin village is any construction literal or figuratively Whose sole purpose is to provide an external facade to a country that is faring poorly, making people believe that the country is faring better than it is. Ah, uh, so it's it's pretty clever. He's making yeah. a reference, saying that like the uh, uh, this person, whoever this narrator is, rolled up into that one of those towns and is becoming a part of it. Yeah. Oh wow, that's kind of dope.
1: Yeah, uh, I love this one comment. I'm seriously impressed that you were able to not only start a car, but drive any measure of distance with a non-functional cardboard replica of an engine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, listen, man. It may not have been like that way at first, you know. The car probably would have started and they were probably driving and then it became that. And that's yeah. when they broke down.
1: Yeah, That was a very interesting. Uh, mm. If I, if I had to rate it, I'd say I'd probably give it three and a half out of five
0: bowls of of haunted. So I would give it three normally, but because like the effort of research into the Potemkin Village and all that, yeah, is a nice little history nod. I'll give it. I'll give it a four. I, I like that. I was going to give it a three, but like like I said, because that effort, I don't know. I thought it was really clever. And I do have some issues with this, but like, I don't know. I just think that that like little name twist there is like super clever. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it is, it, it's pretty clever. And uh, props to... The Arthur for the research and stuff, and it's a pretty interesting story. I didn't when I first started reading it. I had no idea this is where it was going to go. Uh, I definitely like the twist at the end.
0: Yeah, so like really? uh, to give that to give a an ex- a, give an example of one of those kind of villages. By the way, uh, currently in North Korea in the demilitar the demilitarized zone, um, there's a place called Peace Village. And it's supposed to have over 200 families, but it's completely abandoned. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that
1: was a pretty interesting read.
0: No, yeah, it, it was nice. I like that. You ready for mine? Are y'all ready for mine? I think I think they are. I
1: think they're ready. Because if not,
0: you're going to be put on I'm, I'm the ready. naughty list.
1: Ooh, I get on that
0: list every year. Ooh, Kyle, <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> I know a certain secret somebody who may want to know that (laughs) too. Wink wink. Oh god. It's me, I want to know. (laughs) Oh god. Just tell me damn it. Uh, (laughs) uh, So the naughty list is the name of my story, everybody. Um warnings, it does have uh like abductions in it, so if you're like against like kidnapping and stuff like that, you may have a bad idea or a bad time with this. Um also, it involves the dark web, so there may be some technological terms possibly thrown in. I will do my best to try to the dark uh, webs. I will try to keep it um, simple. I guess I wouldn't say dumb it down, but I, I will simplify it as best as I can. Okay. So, this was written by Callum Brooks, I believe their name is. Yes, Callum Brooks. Uh, This is The Naughty List. A few years ago, I did something. Something terrible. Sometimes, something I really wish that I didn't. Something I can never take back. It all started with my girlfriend. Well, my ex-girlfriend broke up with me. I know this might seem trivial and just a part of life and growing as a person. However, unfortunately for me, it had the complete reverse effect. I know you all think I'm childish and I just need to take it on the chin and deal with it and you'd be right. But I didn't. I just didn't. I was hurt. More than hurt, I was offended and insulted. I mean, how could she? After everything I've done for her, it was me who gave her a place to live. It was me who helped her pay off her debts. It was me who helped her get a great job. And she wants to throw that all back in my face? I wasn't going to let that go unpunished. I know it was petty, and I was wrong. So very wrong. But you have to understand, I was desperate. I was hurting so deeply. And honestly felt as though my heart was aching. It was throbbing so hard, I honestly thought at any point in time I would explode and it would kill me instantly. I know that sounds dramatic, and honestly, I'm not looking for sympathy. I'm not. I don't deserve it. I'm not the victim here. Well, not anymore. I made sure of that. And I'm sorry. I'm so, so sorry. I I, I wish I could have just taken my own life. And then maybe... Maybe none of this would have ever happened. I was so down and furious, I couldn't even sleep. I was just so frustrated. I was angry. I honestly could feel my body shaking with rage. So I got up. I got up, and with hatred and darkness in my heart, I booted up my laptop. I wasn't, and I'm not, a stranger to the dark web. I spent countless hours trying and failing to navigate it to quell my boredom. Yeah, that sounds about right. TORs are fucking... TOR, the, the browser that people use to access the dark web, it is not fucking user-friendly. Um, I have never actively connected and browsed the dark web, but at one point in time, just to see what a TOR browser looked like, I actually downloaded a TOR browser um, and then immediately uninstalled it from my computer because I was like, yeah, I'm not going to fucking risk going on the dark web. Uh... <laughs> Nobody should really go on the dark web. That's like. If you go there. You're, you are you want to be flagged. By the FBI or somebody else. Uh, because there's nothing there. But like. Shit that shouldn't exist. Like child porn. Or snuff films. And stuff like that. Or you can do plenty of illegal activities online. Like human trafficking. Because that's also used. Through the dark web um hire hire a hitman hire a hitman like uh joe Joe exotic you know maybe if the dark web existed then maybe his ass wouldn't have gotten fucking caught like a dummy (laughs) um carol baskins of all people you're gonna put a a hit on carol baskins like come on now she's a karen on the internet those are dime a dozen if i had to put a hit on every fucking karen i would be broke You know, like you just have no money left. You deal with parents constantly. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Uh, Deviation aside, but it it is not very friendly. So like, I will agree with them saying that it's, you know, that they, they tried and failed to navigate it. Uh, Also because you have to be approved to connect to that website. And when you're on the dark web, even with a really good VPN, none of your information is safe. You are completely exposed. Um, anyways, back to the story. Um, I only found the usual rabbit holes falling into the typical drug and honey trap sites and forums. Lots of lots of forums. And although I didn't really know what I was looking for or even... And where to find it if I did. In truth, subconsciously, I guess in some way, I knew. I just wanted for her to hurt. I wanted for her to hurt like she hurt me. Holy fuck, dude. This person's dark. Like, I've been broken up with and I, I've been divorced, and that divorce fucking sucked. But I never in my wildest imaginations would like fucking wish, uh, search to hurt somebody on the dark web. Just saying. Like, not even my enemies, I would do that too. My original plan, although very disfaceful and wrong of me, wasn't malicious intent. At least, not violent, anyway. I just wanted to humiliate her like she had humiliated me. I had sent photos and videos of her from our time together. You know, personal, shall we say, videos and photos of her. And in my pent up anger and depressed state I thought it was a good idea Oh no This guy did revenge porn
1: Oh god I already hate this guy
0: Oh fuck this guy Yeah <laughs> Like I'm not I'm not saying it's a bad story Like I, I will give my verdict yeah. at the end But so far fuck this guy Yeah fuck this guy This guy's a piece of shit Um Um Wow, as awful as that seems, that was nothing to what I actually did. Whew. I couldn't find it. I just couldn't. I wish I had given up, but of course I didn't. I kept digging and digging, clicking link after link, and eventually I clicked on the link and I found something that caught my attention. It was a forum. A forum called The Naughty List. On it read a question. Do you know someone who has been bad? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I got this. Do you know someone who's been bad? If so, you might be entitled to financial compensation. That's not what it says, but I figured I would just do my my best, like, lawyerly, like, infomercial type voice. Yeah. You know, do you know somebody who's been uh, a victim of domestic abuse? Call now for a free consultation. Like, shit like that. (laughs) That's what this sounds like. (laughs) Do you know someone who's been bad? Have you been put on the naughty list? You or your family members
1: maybe of the financial compensation.
0: It's a <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Just imagine that existing. Hey, if 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 Marvel can put a post blip like anxiety group, uh then I, I, I could see this existing. Perfect, I thought. This has to be it. I'll upload all of my personal photos and videos on there and maybe even link her social media and we'll see who's Bro, you dox her? Oh my god, revenge porn and doxing. This guy deserves to be on the naughty <sighs> list. Fuck. Yo, like I wish he took his own life too. Fuck. Oh, I will go back. Bro. I will go back up in that statement where he's like I had wish I had taken my own life. Just based off of this, yeah, bro, you're fucking doxing and revenge porning a girl because she broke up with you? Fuck that, dude. Yeah. My ex cheated on me, blamed my mental illness for it, and I still would not do that shit. Yeah,
1: this guy's a real piece of work.
0: Fuck this guy, or, or 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 girl, or NB, whoever this is. You know these hands are rated E for everyone, and they can catch them. God, I love. It. I'm just going off on a rant. I'm on a roll today, guys. <sighs> We'll see who's laughing then. I thought about adding her address, but as she was back living with her family, even I drew a line there. But not revenge porn! You're not gonna dox her parents! You'll you'll post her shit and revenge porn, but not her parents. That's the fucking line you draw. God. This forum wasn't what I expected, though. You couldn't just upload their homepage. There were different sections to it, or punishments, as they called it. I remember thinking how dramatic... How dumb and naive I was. There were several different sections elf on a shelf, Krampus cramps and frozen fields among others you know very Christmasy, right? I thought so and it kind of made me chuckle. I guess that's why I didn't think that this was very serious. A schoolboy mistake. you fucking think And as you all know, mistakes always have consequences. Anyways, with these sections, Elf on the Shelf kind of made me crack a smile, but that's not where I went with. I chose something called Slay Snatcher. I don't know why I did, it was just kind of funny to me. After clicking on it, I had to wait a good minute and a half before this bright white page load filled with a few black text boxes and text that read, Santa is waiting to write up his naughty list. Please fill in the details, and he'll do the rest. Cute, I thought. Just thought it was some kind of stupid, but that's what I did. I filled it in regardless. Name, age, birthday, links to the personal social media. It was all there. Everything I was so desperately looking for. And of course, photo uploads. Jackpot. I remember slimily smiling to myself, half cackling in the process. It wouldn't allow me to upload any videos, but the photos were more than enough for me. Fucking dick. Yeet this whole fucking person into the sun. It also asked for the person's address, but as I've previously said, I really wasn't ready to go that far. But I did write in her hometown. Our hometown. Something I really wish I didn't do. I just wish I didn't do any of it. After I had finished putting in information, without a moment's hesitation, I hit submit. He's like, I really wish I didn't do it. And then he's like, without hesitation, I immediately just was like, yeah, let's do it. (laughs) After a few seconds, a little textbook, uh, another black text box appeared asking, are you sure? Santa won't forget. He checks this list twice. All names are final. I smugly pressed yes. And that was that. Perfect. I thought until I was redirected to another page. It took a few minutes to upload, but when it did, it caught me off guard. It simply said, thank you for submitting to the naughty list. We really appreciate it. Sit back and relax, and Santa will slay-snatch those ho-ho-hos. Cringe. Santa will empty his sack and then put them in one. He knows when you've been naughty. This took me a a bit. It took me a few minutes to process what it was saying, and I just laughed. As awful as this sounds, it's true. I mean, come on, it was gross, and yeah, admittedly sick. But it was kind of funny, and there was no way it could be real anyways. I didn't care. I had achieved my goal. I thought, job done. It's all uploaded and people see them and message her on social media and then she'll be humiliated. She'll be the one pushing down in the dirt. Hey, asshole, you realize she's going to know that you fucking took those pictures or those pictures were only shared with you. She's going to report that to the police and you're going to be getting arrested for, uh, you know, revenge porn. (laughs) Just saying, guy, you're not you're not you're not smart in, in this at all. Uh, da, 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 da. Wow This the, the, the audacity of this guy So feeling better about myself I calmly and confidently Shut down and wiped everything correctly Making sure I couldn't be traced Or implicated in any way Bro She knows you took the pictures You can't erase her memory She has access to them You have access to them You're still implicated I was heavily protected. I knew that. But as anyone who uses the dark web would tell you, it's better safe to be sorry. No. As anybody who can use the dark web will tell you, you're never fully protected. There's always going to be some way to recover that information. And people who pay or are trained and paid a lot more money than you probably make in your lifetime random character uh, would easily be able to... uh, reverse the the wiping that you did on your sur- your computer because i guarantee you it was a surface level wipe it wasn't like you completely magnet demagnetized your hard drive ranting aside uh, <laughs> there's just the it coming out of me guys i'm really sorry <laughs> it, just, it just bugs me when like people like get arrogant even in stories I mean, it's not a slight against the author but like people who in even in stories get like that i'm uh very protective Anyways, um, the next morning I woke with the biggest, most disturbing smile I have ever produced. I honestly must have looked like the grinning Cheshire Cat from Alice. Allison. Don't fucking associate yourself with the Cheshire Cat. That bro just likes to get high, man. I was so damn pleased with myself looking back on it now. It honestly makes me feel sick. I couldn't wait to see the fruits of my labor. I was so excited to see her suffer. I wanted her to hurt, and I wanted her to know, well, more accurately, think it was me, but have no way to prove it. You're fucking idiot. I just said how she can prove it. I wanted to break her, and for her to feel as worthless as she made me feel. Fucking psychopath. But to my absolute dismay and disappointment, nothing happened. I waited, and I waited, but nothing. No angry phone calls or texts, no outraged social media posts, nothing at all. I thought maybe at first she could have been trying to ignore it or maybe she reported the abuse and had been told not to engage any potential trolls or creepers. I mean, surely it worked, right? I mean, there was no way I could check. I couldn't find that link again, even if I tried. Anyway, surfed the Deep Wed knows this to be true. That, that is accurate, because they will deny you access. That's how they avoid culpability uh, in case, say, somebody gets murdered, or somebody pays for somebody to murder. The the person who is hosting the website can be like, uh, no, I never hosted this, and they wipe all their stuff. Um, it also doesn't carry cash, you know? So it doesn't, like, create any kind of, like, paper trail that a normal co- computer website would generate um but they do have tracking cookies and they will place that on you and that's why it's impossible to fully protect yourself on the dark web because those little tracking cookies will a give them important information that they may need to find your location or uh you know find personal information or passwords on your account and sell key loggers stuff of that nature um i'm just going off on a tangent today guys i'm so sorry just all the tech stuff that's coming up and i'm trying to make it as like streamlined as possible so you understand why i'm reacting the way that i am um i thought maybe at first she could have been just in troy i read this part sorry so, a few more days go by, and by now my excitement has faded, and now I feel dejected and genuinely upset that it clearly hadn't worked. Nobody could be so calm if it had. I couldn't exactly ask her go check that would just point the finger straight at me. So, after a while, I just gave up. In truth, the whole ideal was now tiresome to me, and as sad as it sounds, it strangely made me feel better. Like I had gotten it all out of my system somehow good to know that you decided to revenge porn your fucking ex-girlfriend and dox her information to the dark web and that made you feel better piece of shit a few days later i was awoken to a loud knock on my door the previous drama of my former relationship had completely escaped my mind at this point And just for some context, I live alone and don't get many visitors all too often. No wonder, because you're fucking revenge-porning people on the internet, you piece of shit. I I was more annoyed to have been woken up than curious to see who was at my front door or for what reason. So you can imagine my shock when I flung the door open, only to be greeted by the stern face of two police officers. Shit. I thought, this is it. I'm going to prison everyone's going to think I'm some kind of freak, which I guess in all fairness, I was at the time. You still fucking are, because you sound like you're justifying yourself. They asked to come in, and of course I obliged, not wanting to make a scene and make things potentially worse for myself. I remember thinking at the time, they've only asked to come in. As of right now, I'm not under arrest or anything, so I better see what they want. But what they asked me for was completely, or asked, But what they asked me completely and utterly knocked the wind out of me. When was the last time you saw Katie? I was speechless, and for a second, I must have looked like the most guilty or suspicious person in the world. Realizing this, I quickly shook the look of surprise and dread off my face and answered as calmly as I could muster. Not since we broke up about two weeks ago. This was true, but it didn't save me from their line of inquiry and the barrage of intense scrutiny and questioning. Where were you the night of? I told them the truth at home. Can anywhere verify this? I said, well, no, I live alone. But I did get dropped off at home after work by one of my colleagues, which is routine after every shift. So he can, I guess. And at what time was this? I told him the truth. It was around 1030. The cameras at work show me leaving at 1020, and it's only about a 10-minute drive from there to my house. Did you leave the property at all after you returned? No, I meekly but as as authoritatively as I could retort. There's a camera by the apartment's entrance that will show you I'm telling the truth. His face... An intense stare concentrating on my eyes seemed to waver and loosen ever so slightly. So I thought I'd push my luck and ask, what's this all about? He stated that although he couldn't give me details of an ongoing investigation, Katie had been reported missing and had not been seen for close to a week. She was last seen by her mother leaving their home to shop and browsing the stores but never returned. The police officers left soon after and actually thanked me for my time. They did check the CCTV and with my boss and my colleague who confirmed my story and that I was telling the truth. Days turned into weeks and still nothing. It seemed as though she had just vanished in the thin air. I couldn't believe it. It couldn't, could it? It couldn't have been because of me. I thought maybe some possible creep stalked her socials and found her address after I posted them with the images... But surely it just had to be a coincidence. That stupid form couldn't be real. I mean, Santa's naughty list? Come on. Get a grip, I thought to myself. The longer it meant, the more horrible I felt. I know I wasn't physically responsible, but in one way or another, I had caused this. Or at least put those wheels into motion. Bro, you entirely fucking caused this. I just felt as guilty as if I had done something to her. You should, because you did. I mean, this was the girl I once loved, the girl I still love, and I, I had done this. I had caused this, and her poor mother. They had been estranged for years, and it was me who finally got them to reconcile. And for what? So I could destroy her worse than she could have ever possibly envisioned? I couldn't live with myself, with what I had done. I tried to get normally, get on normally with my life, but it was hard. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. And you know something? I knew I deserved it. I would cringe every time I caught myself feeling sorry for myself. I'm no victim. I'm a monster. A wolf in in sheep's clothing. I deserved it. Not her. I was selfish. I was disgusting and pathetic. I was weak. I was so, so, so weak. I took to drinking to make myself sleep. Anything to numb the pain. Anything to get the image of her face and the sounds of her screams out of my head. I couldn't go to the police. How could I? If I confessed, my life was as good as over. Selfish as it was, I just didn't believe it would even help her if I did. Maybe I was just being a coward, but it was hopeless. She was gone. I waited for every morning for an update, every no new information today update killed a little piece of me each and every time it was torture until one day they did find her but i'm sure you can already tell that the story doesn't have a happy ending it was weeks but eventually she was found in an old abandoned factory on the outskirts of the next town over i just couldn't believe it i could feel my throat tighten to the point where i was struggling to breathe when i heard the news please no i thought In my head, I was begging and pleading for whoever, whatever could hear me, that there must have been some mistake, a mix-up, that it wasn't, it couldn't be down to me, but unfortunately, there was no mix-up. There were no mistakes, when you answer, yes, I'm sure, I wanted her to suffer, and, I guess I got my wish. She was found stuffed... Down in one of those now defunct chimneys. Her body was stuffed inside of a sack. A toy sack. I couldn't believe it. I felt sick. I felt sick thinking about it now. There must have been some kind of joke that I kept trying and failing to com- uh, convince myself. I felt my body tremble. She w- was found completely naked. Her body had was badly deteriorated at this point. But they knew it was her. They knew because stuffed into her eye socket was a small piece of paper. A small piece of paper that said, that read, Naughty List, Kate, you should have been good. I blacked out. I collapsed and I was standing. I hit my head pretty hard. When I regained consciousness, I hoped, I prayed that it was just a bad dream. But of course, it wasn't. It was real life. It was all real. And it was all because of me. And I'm sorry, Katie. I'm so so sorry. I'm sorry for what they did to you. I'm sorry for what I did to you. I have to live with the guilt every day. Not a day goes by that I don't think about confessing or ending my own life. And in some sick way, I sometimes think that when made up for it, or at least make us somewhat even somehow, even though I know that would be impossible. I couldn't think, I couldn't imagine what they did to you, what they put you through. I can't imagine the fear and horror you must have felt. I can't imagine your final thoughts or how confused and alone you must have been. Nothing will ever make up for the torture I subjected the girl I once loved and cherished to. All because of my ego and misguided sense of pride and self-worth. I wish I could take it all back. I really do, but I can't and that sadly will never be able to change. You deserve justice, Katie you deserve to be able to rest in peace at the very least. Maybe confessing will bring you and your family closure. Maybe ending my own life will make us better, even. But regardless of the answer, I'm far too much of a coward for either. And that's it. Fuck this guy. In this story. Some of the comments, though. Somebody says, I hope this isn't really based on something that actually happened. Jesus Christ oh man that was fucking heavy yeah that was uh well uh uh, apparently post trigger warning i did not know that there was gonna be revenge porn in this and if that was a trigger i do apologize but oof yeah big oof (laughs) Absolutely fucking lutely not i fucked this guy jesus fucking christ i can't i i I will say callum brooks fantastic story in my opinion i fucking hate this character and this is how i know it's well written if it can make me feel something it's good writing regardless of what the emotion is if it's a sad story if it makes me feel sad it's a fantastic story if a story is happy and I can feel that happiness and that warmth coming across it, then, you know, I'm I'm going to enjoy that. But in this one, Callum works so hard to make you fucking hate this person. The fact that I'm feeling the anger is the same way that I tell Cece about heel wrestlers. Because when a wrestler is a heel and they're acting annoying because they're a heel, that kind of bothers Cece. It's just like, oh, they're annoying, and I'm like, do you think the reason why you're reacting is because they're good at what they do? They're trying to make you feel that way, yeah, and it's working, you know. So, like, Callum does a really good job with that with the the, the, the main character because even at the end of the story and seeing that they feel bad, nah, fuck them. I I hope this bitch gets eaten. Callum, do me a do me a solid, just write a short story about this character and them just getting like fucking absolutely pub stomped by like everybody just no context just continuation of the story somehow he he like fucking links it back to him and he gets like the shit beat out of him please like just like have the whole fucking town just like fucking line up and just like whoop this man's or whoop this person's ass when they're in like one of those like um little head in like arm like rack things that they used to put people in in like the the settler times you know what I'm saying the clink or whatever the hell you know what I'm talking about right call yeah I think so yeah like where you're like heads in the middle and then you're like two arms are there and it's like the wood that like locks you in and you're like stuck there in that like weird position lock him up in one of these things and just oh, walk yeah, by and yeah, like show him up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so like put him in one of those ones especially the tall standing up one like that and everybody just gets to walk behind him and give him one fucking kidney punch you know and like he, he, he has like a life sentence so for the rest of his life every day of every minute he just gets punched in the fucking kidney by somebody for doing this shit to her like, fuck that. Like, fuck that guy. Callum, you did a good job. I keep ranting. I'm going to say five out of five on my, like, anger scale for this. Like, it, it's it's a good story. It made so me well. hate the guys. So I'm going to say five out of five on this. I keep, like, going on. There's very, very few things in life that I'm very passionate about. Um, rape is one of them. Uh, child abuse is another. Um Stuff of that nature. Uh, This falls under the category of what I believe is non-consensual. A.K.A. rape. So I'm very passionate about this kind of stuff. So Uh, Full balls to the walls. Callum absolutely made me hate this person. And it's not because of bad writing. It's because they are really, really... You know what this reads like to me? A fucking manifesto from like an incel. This is an incels manifesto complete with the dark web and everything. The only thing it's missing is them trying to sell us crypto.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah. Like sorry, uh, we're
0: not going to buy your shit coin. Fuck out of here. I'd, uh
1: I'd probably go 4 out of 5 on the hate scale for sure.
0: <laughs> 10 out, or 5 out of 5 hated penne. 4 out of 5, yeah. five hated penne. We go from haunted penny to he- uh, hated penny. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, that was our two stories. We hope you all enjoyed them. Uh, we'll be back next week with another two Christmas themed horror stories. And yeah, uh, any uh, any any plugs or housekeeping before we get out?
0: Uh, you can find us uh, on Twitter dot com um we are from beyond the crypt Um, so that is at fbtc right fbtc yes fbtc pod or is it podcast is podcast okay yeah so fbtc podcast you can find me on twitter usually raging at some sort of political dumb fucks or tweeting about Beyblades and stuff like that, <laughs> but you can find me at cuzcats nineteen eighty nine nineteen um, eighty nine. You can also find my Twitch account if you are so inclined and interested in following me there at Cuz eighty nine, not one nine eight nine, but just eight nine. Um, and for Mister Prescott, he can be found at.
1: I can be found at Kyle S Prescott on Twitter. And my horror podcast, the Trick-or-Treaters podcast, can be found at Trick-or-Treat Pod on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, so that about wraps it up. Uh, we'll be back next week with two more uh, Christmas-themed th- or Christmas-themed creepypastas. And uh, that being said, we hope you all have a wonderful day, night, evening, whatever time it is you're listening to this. And uh, happy holidays from Beyond the Crypt.
0: Bye. Bye. Bye.